Welcome to Two Open Doors, the podcast that explores our power to open or close the doors of relationship with the important people in our lives. We hope you'll learn from and share your wisdom with our community. Thanks for joining us. The central theme of Two Open Doors is the miracle and mystery of deep human connection, which is the possibility of two human beings intertwining their lives on the planes of physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual reality. Though few or none of us are able to consistently sustain such intimate connection, we've all tasted at least occasional smatterings of that richness. Such times are memorable. In this episode, we'll consider the complex and convoluted question of whether such deep connection is possible with more than one partner. That is, we'll entertain the question of whether deep connection is compatible with polyamory or having many loves. We can't really delve into the subject question till we've clearly defined what we mean by deep connection. That has been the subject of many prior Two Open Doors episodes. A refresher or summary would be useful here. As I've defined it, a deep human connection is an intimate one, a partnered exchange that entails a physical, mental, emotional, or spiritual interaction, or some combination of these, that invokes especially deep understanding, knowledge, caring, and vulnerability between the partners. Such an exchange greatly exceeds the level of connection that exists in most superficial day-to-day interactions between people. A deep connection brings partners together in a way that engages the core elements of their being, what might rightly be called a soul-level exchange. Because of the human desire to be known and appreciated, deep connections can be among the most meaningful kinds of human interactions. I know that my own precious deep connections enable me to share my life in an especially meaningful and satisfying way. Those connections let me feel a unique closeness to my partners, and they enable me to act in ways that reflect the deep affection and caring that I feel for those people. In a very real sense, my deep connections help me be my best self. From this description of deep human connections, it's apparent that such connections are special and unusual. They exist on a different level than do our daily interactions, and that makes them precious. The lucky among us may experience a few such connections in our lives. It's fair to ask what makes those connections so special. Clearly, deeply connected partners share an especially high degree of alignment and compatibility. They live in the same world, in the sense of valuing the same important things, sharing a common perspective on people and the world, and being very comfortable, trusting, and open toward each other. That kind of connection often reflects a long history of shared experiences, though occasionally soulmates can find and connect with each other more quickly. Certain traits seem to characterize deep connections. These include unconditional love, in which the partners accept, appreciate, and value each other despite any imperfections. Such love is active, as reflected in actions, rather than passive or merely felt. Also, a shared worldview, reflecting the partner's agreement on what they hold as important in life. Another common trait is compatible personal styles, which enliven the interaction between the partners. And also, there is deep-seated commitment to one another, which encourages consistent mutual support and an ability and willingness to work through occasional lapses without eroding the relationship. And finally, these connections have a foundation of trust and respect, enabling the partners to feel safe and welcomed in being fully open and vulnerable to one another. From this short list, we see that some of these traits may be at least partially innate, such as compatible personal styles, 
but that the majority of them reflect decisions made by each partner. Passive love can just happen, but active love requires decision and commitment. One's worldview evolves throughout a lifetime, and it reflects the consciousness that one brings to one's experiences. Trust and respect are earned, not owed. Partners come to trust and respect one another based on what they see in each other. These observations suggest that building a deep connection with someone requires first conscious choice and then hard work to make the relationship real and substantial. Deep connection reflects an investment in another person's life. Establishing a deep connection is like constructing an electrical circuit between the two partners. Each partner builds a path through which the energy of caring, affection, and support can flow to the other partner. Because paths exist in both directions, that energy can circulate between the partners in a kind of resonance. That bidirectional flow ensures that both partners receive the benefits of their love and that neither partner provides an unfair share of the energy. Having concluded that deep connection requires a personal investment from both of the partners in a relationship, it seems natural to consider the possible implications of that investment. In particular, do people have an unlimited amount of energy to invest in relationships? This is actually a rather controversial and even polarizing question within the polyamorous community. Many poly practitioners hold that love is infinite. I personally agree that we humans have an innate capacity to genuinely love potentially many people, though infinite is rather a stretch. I recognize that such a stance runs counter to the prevailing belief in our monogamous culture, which holds that love is finite and must be reserved to share with one's chosen single life partner. Note that my concurrence with the notion of infinite love only applies to the plane of feelings of love. It doesn't extend to the practice of sharing life with multiple deeply connected partners. As I've noted in previous episodes, I believe that there are limits to how many deep connections a person can sustain. I hold this belief because we're all finite beings, with limited time and resources to share, and with a limited amount of emotional energy to share. These limitations underlie the phenomenon that poly people sometimes refer to as feeling polysaturated, or uninterested in taking on more relationships. They've reached their current limits. That said, I also believe that people vary in their capacity for deep connection. Some have more physical and psychic energy to share, and some have a greater capacity and desire for love. For me, at least, there seems to be a relationship between what I feel is my large capacity for love and a felt need to express that love. It seems that capacity and need for expression may be flip sides of the same coin. If there's a limit to the human capacity for deep connection, that has implications for the practice of polyamory. Poly is based on a belief in a human ability to love more than one person at a given time. Since this foundation of polyamory is centered on emotional connection, poly is different than practices such as swinging, which involve primarily a sexual connection with multiple partners. Taken together, these two observations, that is, limited connection capacity and poly as multiple emotional connections, suggest that those who practice polyamory, or monogamy for that matter, are bounded by their personal capacity for deep connection. They may feel love for many people, but there's only enough of them to go around for some smaller number of intimate partners. If this is true, as I believe to be the case, then deep connections behave like a rectangle of fixed area. The wider the rectangle, that is, the more connections, the shorter it is, that is, the less deep and intense each connection can be. The converse is also true. The narrower the rectangle, that is, the fewer connections, the taller it can be, the deeper those few connections can be. 
In a prior episode, 2-23, Focus in Relationships, I defined the wide but short style of polyamory as broad poly and the narrow but tall style as narrow poly. This leads us to what appears to be a matter of personal choice. Do we want many, necessarily less deep connections, or a few truly deep connections? My own choice definitely leans toward the latter, that is, few deep connections, though I know many who choose the opposite. It's a matter of personal preference and personal relationship choice. There's no right or wrong, better or worse, in making these choices. It's just a reflection of the tremendous range of variation that's possible in making one's relationship choices. To learn more about Two Open Doors and to engage with our community, I'd like to invite you to visit the Two Open Doors private Facebook group for posts and discussion and the Two Open Doors meetup group for events. I also invite you to contact me directly by writing to me at claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, at twoopendoors.com. I'd love to hear from you, and I'll use your inputs to guide my work on future blog posts and podcast episodes. Thanks for visiting Two Open Doors.